Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your Tuesday, Laurie and Jimmy, a show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be very productive, and that will include giving you an opportunity later in the show to win tickets to see Mean Girls. And that Broadway musical is coming to the Orpheum, and we'll give you a chance to call in and win a couple of tickets to see the show. Here you go. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. So I get a text this morning from Julia. It's 1.58 a.m. I'm still watching Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I was up till 2.35, oh, and then Lord. I had two episodes I still had to watch this morning because I didn't start watching it until 10 last night. You guys were talking about that show, and I decided, week, yeah. should I go back into Handmaid's Tale? Nope. I need to get in this and get on this. You I made guess. the right choice. You did. Oh. So, yeah. Donnie, you finished? I'm done. I'm and done. you've binged in one night like my girlfriend did. It was made me crazy because I was still up. And I'm like, I have to get up tomorrow. <laughs> I've got a job. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, it. I'm. I. that's a powerful show. It's. Is it like one of these true crime things? Okay, so here's. Okay. It's true. It's, it's on Netflix, guys. Yeah, it's an eight episode crime drama that's based upon the Marshall Project and ProPublica's 2015 Pulitzer Prize winning article called An Unbelievable Story of Rape, which is about the girl, you know, uh, uh, Marie Adler. Yes. Uh, in Washington. And then, then it became a book called A False Report. A True Story of Rape in America, published in 2018 and was explored in an an episode of This American Life. And every detail of Netflix dramatization is rooted in truth. Wow. From the account of the culprit's physical appearance to the settlement handed to Marie that we see. And um, so everything is true. Marie Adler, the real Marie Adler, she gave her permission to the co-writer to publish a series of tweets detailing her thoughts. Watching it was hard. She cried quite a bit, but it was very, um, she called the show excellent. And the other thing is, I think one of the most brilliant things about Unbelievable is that it goes into it. The How police? No, it goes into it on the premise that rape is awful and terrible and is a crime that is to be believed that people don't lie about that. We don't ask people who've had home burglaries or they've been carjacked. Are you sure you didn't make it up? Right. You know, that goes in with that assumption that we all know that. So it doesn't have to spend time on uh, prove you don't have to prove your dramatizing the yes. actual of event. It's more how it affects and how people have the flashbacks with the story and how the police reporting is done and the difference. And I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, it's incredible. It it was just so good. Yeah, 
Well, and hopefully we'll see some Emmy nominations next year. Oh, my but, gosh. And everyone we know from another show is in it. You know, they're all more character characters with the... With the um, Except Tony for Tony Collette. Yeah. Everybody else, I couldn't name them. Well, Merritt Weavers from Nurse Jackie and also Which one was Godless. She? she was the other detective. Oh, that's the, who she She was in something else that we Godless. watched. Godless. She was also in um, the Timothy Oliphant show that we watched. She was one of the, she was the woman who owned the grocery store. She was. So oh, like, yeah. In she, Justified? Justified. She's in Justified. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, Merritt Weavers. She's in like, a lot of She's things. She's in a lot of yeah. things yeah. as a character. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, it really is just kind of. Uh, if people an want unbelievable to watch, story it, to use the title, it is just unbelievable, and it is so well done. And I do think the power of that is that we—that's the given. We—it's horrible. It's a horrific right. thing. Yeah. So it doesn't have to spend a lot of time on that, right? Because it's already a given for everybody. I kind of thought it was in. I was impressed with how p- part of the police, you know, how the detectives work. And how hard they work and how much, boy, I was kind of impressed with how they peeled back oh, the onion and discovered everything. To find. To find and all the different things. I thought that was very interesting, the detective piece of it. Mm-hmm. The detecting. Really, yeah. The yeah, detecting was or, very or good. Or lack thereof. Or the lack it, thereof, but yeah. you saw both sides You did. Of it. I thought, it was, I thought it was that was really fascinating. You know, Caitlin Devers, who played Marie Adams, she was also in Justified. She, she was. was. The, she was the young girl. Yes. yes. She was the granddaughter. The, yeah, the granddaughter. Of Margot Martindale. Yep. And, and so of that, course, Booksmart. She's book the girl smart, in Booksmart. Yeah. So she, that other lady was in Justified. Merritt Weaver? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you would look that up, too. Okay. No, no, I just was looking up Caitlin yeah. Devers. We so don't know good. if you're asking that as a question, or you're wanting they Donnie Gray's to look Anatomy, it up. Anatomy, Doctors in it. I mean, they really had a lot of people in it. it and they I had mean, on the lady from Fargo. Um, the, one of the foster moms. Damn it, I should have names in front of me. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that I'm lady sorry. who played Marie's uh, foster mom is the evil, or not the evil, but the lady president in Homeland. It's yes. also how we know oh, her. I mean, these okay. people are all character actors <laughs> right. in all these shows, yeah, so it's yeah. like everyone there who acted in this was, was so, good. so good. I mean, I think they could take Unbelievable, and they could take some other crime case, uh, but I guess... You know, the I, I don't know. I've never heard if there's going to be another series. I put Unbelievable in the same category as at the beginning of the summer when everyone watched When They See Us on Netflix about the Central Park Five getting right. exonerated and the dramatization of what happened because that is an incredible story, too, of injustice. You know, and I kind of feel like the those two miniseries bookended sort of the summer for... Cause I that never one finished came, the other one. When they see us? No. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't make it through the first one. I'm going to go back because yeah. I just saw it going so bad and it gave me anxiety at the time. Yeah. So I'm going to go back into that one. This one, it, it was already bad. So it was kind of like, how do we solve it? it yeah, kinda? it started out. You know that what way. I mean? But so you I, know that with the Central Park Five, they do eventually well, get right, exonerated. Right, right. So you know that going right. into I it. just, yeah, it was so powerful. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, by the way, the uh, Donnie is probably relieved I didn't take a picture and send him a copy of uh, Paul McCartney on Stephen Colbert because he gave <laughs> us so much great couch. He was on for 45 minutes wow. with Colbert. 
He had never been on with Colbert. He Are you serious? Yeah, he. I mean, John or Stephen Colbert did his, you know, political stuff and his monologue, and then for the rest of the show, it was Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney, with like twenty minutes of no uh, interruption. But he was just really a great guest, and I guess the the one he told a story. Is Colbert asked him who of other artists singing yesterday because apparently that's the most recorded song of all time yesterday yes that's correct yeah. yesterday like yeah. by 3000 different mm-hmm. okay uh, yeah he said frank sinatra elvis presley ray charles and marvin gay all did yesterday marvin gay is probably my favorite um but he said elvis uh and frank both change changed the lyric uh you Anyway, you must have instead of, uh, they changed it like maybe they did it, maybe they didn't like yesterday. I forget what the lyric is, Okay, but they changed it to be like sort of questionable if they did that. And he goes, that completely changed the meaning of the song. And then Colbert asked him about, well, what cover did the Beatles do that everyone thinks, you know, is your best? He says, well, everyone thinks that the Beatles did Twist and Shout, and that's an Isley Brothers song. That's true. That's our cover, but we didn't do it. Right. And then he also told Colbert that uh, he has a lot of dreams about John Lennon and that he said, I I think I'm partly to blame for what happened after we broke up because um, he said, I believed I believed I was the villain. You know, he said a lot of the talk was that I was the villain in the breakup and John and I didn't get along and I kind of bought into that for a long time. And then I realized I wasn't. We were good friends. We yeah. loved each other. Anyway, it was really. If you get a, if you want to look it up on YouTube, it was really really good. I will. All right, all right I just have to say one mm-hmm. more thing about unbelievable because the dumpling girl was in it. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh! Everybody was in this. Um. So it it literally. Her name is Daniel McDonald. Yeah. Dumpling. Dumpling. Everyone's in this. It's a great. That was a great show. All right. Listen. We come back. It's our story. We can't get enough of. Broken and Beautiful could be the title of our next segment. Demi Moore, in part two of her candid interview with Diane Sawyer, her book Inside Out, her memoir, comes out today. The launch party was in Hollywood last night. Bruce Willis came out, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, Liv Tyler, and... Uh, she said Ashton Kutcher, and she're still friendly, Demi Moore. But please, Julia, don't believe a thing you read. They haven't hung out in a long time. Well, they time. don't hang out, of course. And yeah. Demi, no, he cannot be happy about the stories that are coming <laughs> out. Neither can Mila. About, well, I don't know. It's not Mila. It isn't. It's stories of Ashton, and people change, and people in their Absolutely. 20s are very Fair different enough. from people yeah, in their 30s right. and right. 40s. You're yeah. Right. You yeah. make a good point. So, I mean, she shouldn't get dragged on any no, um, absolutely things. Because he was a different person then, too. But right. He did make a point of going to a Dodgers game with Mila yesterday. They um, go to a lot of them, though. I, I know, say. but, I mean, it was like they let them know that they were there so that the photo could be out. Because you want to kind of put 
Like you're not paying any attention sure. to it. That would be your strategy. That's right. Mm-hmm. So here's part two of the Diane Sawyer. This is from ABC this morning on Good Morning America talking about Bruce Willis. In her new memoir, she writes about having children and marriage and the high-octane charmer Bruce Willis sweeping her off her feet. Welcome to the party, pal! They meet, marry, get pregnant in just four months. And then the next 10 years together are a blur of rearing three daughters, making 33 movies, and drifting toward divorce. Determined to put their children first. I think that we did a magnificent job of making sure that our children knew they were loved. She even walked away from Hollywood at the height of her career to stay home with her kids at the family house in Idaho. And then five years later, she is ready to come back. It's 2003, the new Charlie's Angels movie, and a part has been written for her. She is 40 years old, and it's at this point one night she goes to a dinner and meets a young actor and entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> so she was 40, 40. He was 25. Yep. Yeah. Okay, let's play the next go. part. Named Ashton Kutcher. He's also 25 years old. She writes about the ease, the electricity. And after all the years of fighting her way out of that childhood and to the top of her career, she was ready to take a chance. I was a 40-year-old who had a big life, and Ashton's adult life was just beginning. I didn't see all that because I was inside of it. I just felt like a 15-year-old girl hoping somebody liked me. That's all true. I think that I had been responsible for so much of my life. And all of a sudden, this window opened up where I was safe. I had money. He loved my children. It wasn't something he feared. He seemed to be comfortable with the enormity of the ex-husband. I mean, you know, I felt like I was not coming with baggage. I had trunks. Though she points out that even though she is 15 years older than Ashton, her ex-husband Bruce Willis will marry someone 23 years younger, and no one says a word. How about that, though? (laughs) Yeah. I mean... That's always the case. And yeah, that's always the case. Mm -hmm. And part of that is... um, for some reason, um, I don't know if it works because the woman, a younger woman, can have children. And I, and, and the younger man, older woman, having a, children together very often doesn't work. And right. she, I guess, does write about that. She tried in vitro. Maybe we see that. Yeah, hear she that talks in the next about clip? that. Okay, next here we go. The- and then two years into her new relationship... At 42, you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Six. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Months, you go in for a checkup. At almost six months. And you said you will never forget the look on the doctor's face. You could see combination of his dread and it shifting then immediately into matter-of-fact practical information because it was unquestionable because there was no heartbeat and you tried again you had in vitro quite a few times i can't even really bring fully to words how um lost empty desperate um confused. I really lost sight of everything that was right in front of me, which is the family I had. And, um, and I think the weight that it put on Ashton, um, yeah, it's kind of a natural thing to pull back when somebody's, you know, clinging too tight. And, mm. you know, mm. and that was what we were always worried about. We're like, he's going to want to have kids and it's well, going right. to be so tough. You know, and I know that this is cliche, and but I just feel like women can mature more quicker. You know, yeah, but, but you know, I'm but curious. Kids is a thing. I mean, but I'm curious to read in the book because when she meets him, you know, she's, uh, you know, has dropped out of the spotlight. You know, raised her right? kids. Mm-hmm. She's forty. She meets this hot guy. Yeah. She's coming off of Charlie's Angels. She's never been in better shape. Right. I, I can only imagine the electric. Heat oh, yeah. that happened between them. I mean, mm-hmm. you can see where they were dazzled by each other. Oh, gosh, yes. Okay, let's play he the next looks one. so much younger, though. Yes. Looking back at the pictures. I know. Clinging, she says, because she had begun falling back into her old childhood fear of not being wanted, of losing everything. And after 20 years of sobriety, she starts drinking again and more. And then enter Vicodin. 12 pills a day? Yeah, it definitely got up there. After she and Ashton Kutcher had been together for eight years, she's celebrating a film she's directed. You got a Google alert? Yes. She called him. What did you say to him? I asked if it was true, and he admitted it right away. And I think my response was, are you kidding me? (laughs) That that was it. And I think I felt like I could barely take a breath. And that that was was the the first time. The first time that he cheated on her. And that was a premiere night. She had to go to a premiere of a movie. Yeah. And that she directed. All right, listen, we've got one more. more. We've got one more uh, kind of uh, just Diane Sawyer moment with Demi Moore uh, when we come back. And also another little revelation that's kind of, I don't know, I like knowing this cute story about who she, you know, had some loving Deep flowers. Deep flowers. Good good work. All right, we'll be back. Let's take a quick look at your forecast. We do have a chance of showers and thunderstorms before 7 this evening, and that chance then increases to likely 
after 7 o'clock. It'll drop down to uh, something. To 56. 56. There we go. There yeah, thanks, Lori. And then uh, sunny tomorrow with a high of 67. Right now, it is cloudy and 78. Thank you uh, so much, Johnny Love. Now, let's just get back um, for a few minutes back to... Uh, Demi Moore sitting down with Diane Sawyer, uh, GMA. It was part two of the interview. Her new memoir is out, Inside Out, or yeah, Inside Out. It came out today, and Wall Street Journal magazine uh, is saying it is a tribute to Demi Moore and her co author, Ariel Levy, that the actress in person is very much like the woman on the page in Inside Out. Thoughtful, questioning, at times openly insecure, but also forthright, often bracingly so. Because we just don't usually get this much forthrightness well, and honesty. Well, people are alive. Yes. It's usually someone who goes back into it and has to talk to all the people and all the friends. I mean, I think that's that's really... And I'm thinking in the last time that we read, like we were talking about Carrie Fisher's memoir or, or someone else who wrote something so... I don't know if Drew Barrymore, I know you liked hers, and I never read like Tina Fey's, but I mean, this one really talks about everything well maybe too because demi moore's age 56 the time she came into show business there's a wide swath of ages yeah. that know who she is too that's true Lori. you know and we know who she's been with too for a long time because yeah. like you know we're the same age yeah. so it feels like there's a lot of people who know who she is and she's been in the acting eye yeah for, Since for she was so, so young we grew up with her yeah mm-hmm. um so we grew up together. Okay, basically thank you, it would be the thing. Yeah. Uh, here she is talking about uh, with Diane Sawyer about the end of her relationship with Ashton Kutcher, which comes like a year after the first cheating incident, on the heels of another one. Okay. I really know that there are parts of what occurred with this relationship ending that were a level of devastating for me that wasn't really just about that relationship. It was really about my whole life. It was about being the two-year-old who wasn't safe, that this really represented that I'm not lovable, that I'm, I'm not deserving. And that's not about him. That's all just about me. We reached out to Ashton Kutcher, so, and his representatives say they are not commenting on the book. Nor and, will they be. No. no, and it makes sense because kind of how she's and I and I think that's why she's she's writing it. You know, yeah, he did these things, but also I have a part in this. Obviously, well, that's why I want to read the book for the Same. whole context of it because she said on the first cheating uh, when she gets the Google alert right. that he's cheating on her and the woman has sold her the picture of Ashton right. and her that he said to her, well. We've been do- we've had threesomes, so the boundaries were blurred. I right. didn't think you'd mind. It's beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful excuse on his know, part. Yeah. yeah, good. I can see his deductive reasoning. Yeah. And, and then the next sense. year, uh, like uh, a couple of weeks before their anniversary, and I think they might have done some counseling, like to try and mend sure. But he cheats again. The woman sells the picture again. He obviously is trying to get her to break up with him, and she releases a statement. So something I'm paraphrasing, but uh, 
there are times when you have to draw a line for truth and integrity and respect. And, I, you know, she didn't have one of these canned, we're going to be friends right. and it's with yeah. love we okay, break Okay, so up. there was a message in the message. Yes, and we knew it was yes. the confirmation sure. that he had done her dirty again publicly. Hot tub party in San Diego. Mm-hmm. The thing, you know, the daughter, um, rumor, the oldest daughter has spoken out and because they were out this opening last night, the mm-hmm. book release. I think I'm going to download this book. Yeah. And listen to it because I wonder if she reads it. I don't know. I would love to. I love her voice. I love her voice. Yeah, but she, um, the daughter said, you know, we knew parts of mom. But, you know, like I even said something to my kids the other day. Gosh, when I grew up, you guys are so lucky. They're yeah. like, whatever. You know, they don't care because right. they can't put it into context. But she says, now that I see the whole picture of my mom mm-hmm. and have read it, I get it. Yeah. I get more yeah. where my mom's coming from. Yeah. Because you just got to brush it all away. Well, also in her book, she claims... We're talking about Demi Moore, if you're just joining us. Yeah, yeah. Demi Moore claims that Ashton was paranoid that January Jones had cheated on him with Bruce Willis. And this is before they even met. They, well, yeah, for context, and January Jones claimed in a 2009 interview with GQ that her first Hollywood boyfriend told her that uh, she wasn't going to be any good at acting. And he didn't really know why she was trying. And basically, she never named names, but she let Andy Cohen know a couple years later that the not supportive dude in question was Ashton Kutcher. Uh And um, so anyway, uh, she says that uh, that that she that. Uh, January had a small role in Bruce Willis's movie Bandits, and he was Ashton was convinced that they'd had a fling on the set. And Demi asked January if she'd ever hooked up with Bruce when they were at an industry event. January laughed and said, "Are you seriously? I told Ashton a hundred times, I don't want to bleep that old, old man. man. I absolutely <laughs> love that she said wow. that and said what it is. You I know, hope January's book is, uh, you know, here's who well, I bleep, she, but it wasn't that old man. No, she'll never tell us because she never even told us who the dad is of Xander, yeah, her you're son. Right. Yeah, you're right. We thought it was the married chef. So, yeah. anyway. And January's Jones was in Mad Men. Yes, of course. Yeah, she played John Ham's wife. It looks like it is Dem- Dem- Demi, Demi Moore does it? read her own book. Oh, oh that does? would be really powerful. Yes, that's what it says right. here. She also felt remorse, and she writes about this, about taking John Cryer's virginity while filming No Small Affairs in the 80s. She said, I played a young nightclub singer. John Cryer played the 19-year-old photographer who falls in love with me. It was his first movie role. He fell for me in real life. He lost his virginity to me while we were making that movie. It pains me to think how callous I was with his feelings. That's why I didn't do it with uh, one the one hot right. guy who was a virgin. I couldn't. And John Julia. Cryer, was John Cryer ducky? Yeah, yeah, in Pretty in Pink. Yeah, because he's so innocent looking compared to her. I bet, I bet, I bet John Cryer has a very different take on that. Yeah, I would think so too. But you know, you, maybe I not. Remember- I, but I didn't. This one guy who just, he was so beautiful and man, did I want to. I wanted to because I'd... I'd had inklings, Julia. Yes, I know. Of what was to come. No bad pun intended. Oh, my God. Jeffrey Tambor, Tim Robbins was in that. That movie. Yeah. yeah Jennifer Tilly. Anyway, and she weighed 96 pounds I after know. she left Ashton. She basically stopped eating. She felt yeah. so She said humiliated. all she did was, but she said all I did was exercise. Yeah, but she was so humiliated, yeah. too. She felt like the whole world was laughing at her. Did she say her. that? Yeah. Oof. And her you daughters know. were mad at her. 
Well, she's going to talk more in her book of obviously about the call her kids made when she OD'd on nitrous oxide, oxide. and synthetic pot. How about that at a Hollywood party? Nitrous oxide, a gas yeah. tank there. Yeah. Laughing yeah. gas. Yeah. Laughing gas, which does feel good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, really? Whoa. And then, synth- why not just I mean, smoke pot? What's the synthetic thing? Remember when everyone was saying, I just. No, no, it was sativa, which is just oh. a brand. It's not synthetic pot. Oh, gosh. But when they were, when California was first legalizing it and stuff, Got people it. were dropping in their names and mm-hmm. it was kind of whatever. But mm. some people are trolling Dr- Demi online. For, for for what for saying everything you know spilling everything about Ashton, I but it's her like story. It, was, it is her tell. story, oh, and I problem. also at the same time don't. He was so young and dumb. Yeah, you know? and and she, I think, in one of the things she writes about the menage a trois, the threesomes that he talked her into, that she wanted to show him how hip and cool she was. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay with it, and. And then she, she could have said no. Yes, and she even said when he told me that older. alcoholism was a state of mind that you could have a drink. She I, said, she "Why was I listening to him?" She was fifteen years older yeah. and more mature. Yeah. So anyway, huh? she has a role Wanted in to please it him too. But I, th- it's very I, I think I'm going to download it. Yeah, I know. I will understand her, Trevor Noah. I'm still trying to understand, and that one's hard. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, some people are like yelling at her for that, you know, for saying that about Ashton. I mean, but it's her damn story. He can write his book and tell his damn story. That's right. Because I really want to know what he invested in that he made all the money. I mean, I hope some part of this is Twitter in her book talking about because you had that theory last week and we kind of talked about it. Why would she ever put those terrible pictures out there? But it kind of makes sense if she was using and desperate and on 12 Vicodins a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've ever had a procedure and even had one, they make me sick. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. So um, I think she was deep in the throes of her addiction, too, at the end of their marriage. And, you know, it sounds like they really had kind of a, an unhealthy relationship and that he talked her was able to you know convince her to do things that now she just looks back probably and thinks who is that person right. but she's 56 and it's like a world away and then she had this this you know a a baby at six months that's died inside of her oh, i can't know? even imagine delivering yeah. it because i'm sure she had to deliver yes that Still happened born. to my one sister at six months had to deliver a baby oh. that had died in utero. It was very, my neighbor did one. At like, yeah, it was yeah. very, very, very traumatic because you have the name, you're far enough along that, you know, it's not like that the first trimester mm. um, miscarriage thing. So anyway. Uh, I can't even imagine. And, you know, and, and they weren't married then and they probably thought they were going to try. I mean, you know, like you're on an oxytocin love highs mm-hmm. too. And, they were awfully beautiful together. They were and beautiful. The girls liked him, and you know, and he like, liked the girls, and all of that just well. adds yeah. to the lovingness, yeah. right? Anyway, I can't re- wait to read it. And now that I've watched this trailer that you posted, Donnie, of Adam Sandler in this movie, Uncut Gems. Did you yes. watch it? No. Oh my gosh. Is this the one that he's yes. getting all the buzz yes. for? Yes. yes, indeed. It's getting a lot of buzz at the different film festivals. Yes. And Adina Menzel has a true acting role in it because it looks like she <laughs> plays his wife. I mean, yeah. we really have not seen her act in anything. 
Last we saw her, she performed at the Super Bowl here and made people wait an yeah. hour. Well, she's no more than a stage Sorry. Sorry. Because <laughs> I was just going to add that, but you beat me to it. And no. I thought, it was 50 below zero, and right. she made everybody wait, wait an hour yeah. on Nicollet Mall. Yeah. That's so we, I funny. Mean, I, I was like, okay, she's in this, and... Um, it's set in the Diamond District, and he's like a D. Did you Diamond. like the trailer? I did. I it's did supposed too. to be good. I did too. The new Ray Donovan uh, trailer's out too. Oh, is it? Yeah. When's that coming back? I soon. Um, later. I, I think it's November. Yeah. Yeah. November. yeah. yeah. Who's joining that? Um, I thought I read. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. Yeah. Well, Black Danner? Yeah, but I don't know. It was combined in four stories, so who the hell knows? Okay. Don't ask me these things. <laughs> All right, listen, we come back. We are going to oh. be talking with our laundry evangelist, Patrick Richardson, brought on by a conversation we had last week that we never resolved. We'll be right back. Patrick Richardson from Mona Williams. A.K.A. at the Mall of America, A.K.A. the Laundry Evangelist. And Patrick, you were on with me. I think Lori was out of town last year. Yeah. And I, honest to God, I wanted you to stay for three hours. Oh, you're sweet. To talk to me about laundry because you are so passionate about it. We had so many questions yeah. about it. And I know we don't have a ton of time today, but I want to let people know you do free laundry camps yeah. two a week at Mona Williams at the Mall of America. You just moved here so in the second floor. Yep, second floor. Which is great. Mm-hmm. So if people want to sign up right now, the camps are free and they're so informative. And a fun girls get together too. I oh, think it's, it's, it's super fun if you bring friends. Yeah, I yeah. think it's super fun. So this is happening. You just go to um, laundry camp. Dot com. Yep. You, just, you could just sign up. We're taking signups right now. We are. Why? For the, the first laundry, week. Patrick. I know you love vintage clothing. I love vintage clothes, but you know what's really funny? Is and this I've, how you got into it, though? Trying to get stains out of vintage clothing? Well, it's how it became a thing. Okay. But what's really funny <laughs> is I did just not long ago remembered that when I turned my third Christmas, Santa brought me a washing machine. Stop. So I have loved laundry ever since <laughs> I was a little kid. And I had just remembered that, like... Just a couple months ago, it was oh hysterical. I'm, I just wrote a book, and when I was writing the book, my mom said, well, are you going to talk about your washing machine? <gasps> that you had like, as a little kid. When I was three. Oh yeah, and it worked. Gosh. You could put water in it and turn the crank, and it would work. Isn't that hysterical? That is okay, hysterical. that is hysterical. Uh-huh. So it has been something you've been fascinated with. Yeah, since I was a really small kid. Yeah. I've loved... But then, then getting into the laundry here, it, it was sort it of was a byproduct the of the vintage. Okay. Yeah, because when I was, when I opened the vintage store, I wanted people to be able to care for the vintage, mm-hmm. and so I started carrying the laundry product and then teaching them how to use it, and then I just got so into it that it just became a thing, a thing, a, yeah, on its own. I mean, it's a legit business. Just I just teach people how to care for their clothes because you know I don't think anything goes to the dry cleaner, so. I teach you how to wash it all. Okay, okay teach us how to get armpit stains out of linen and cotton shirts. Okay, it's easy. So here's what you do. Okay. You take an oily soap. Um, like Dawn? Dawn? Well, don't use Dawn. Don't use Dawn. But you Dawn. can use another You can use another soap. I, at my store, name. I sell stain solution. But you oh, can, I have that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you put a little stain solution on the stain, and then you sprinkle the tiniest amount of bleach alternative which it would be like a you could Borax? do it with no it's oh. like oxy bleach you could also use oxyclean you just have to use a little more and you kind of rub it in and make a paste 
let it sit for half an hour, and then pour almost boiling water through it. And that'll take the stain out. That's it. Even if you've washed and dried it. Even if you've washed it. It'll even take out any stain that's been through the dryer. Okay. Serious. Yeah. The better thing to know, though, once you get the armpit stain out, if from that point on, every single time, and you have to do it every single time, immediately before you put it in the washer, if you spray it with a mixture of 50 vinegar, 50 water, you'll never have the stain again. All right. Wait. I need to take notes. 50 okay, vinegar 50 and 50, 50 water. Yeah, I just keep a spray bottle right by my laundry. 50 vinegar, 50 water. I use it for everything. I use it like everybody else uses shout. Okay, on the pits. Yeah, on the pits or the collar. collar. Sometimes people oh, or the really? cuffs. Okay. They'll just take it right out. Really? Yeah. So I've got like this super old man's polo shirt. Yeah. You know, cotton stiff. Mm-hmm. That's got stains in the cuffs. And I can still do this? Yeah, use the soap and the Oxy bleach. And then from that point on, just spray it with vinegar and water. It's easy. All right. And it always works. Oxy bleach. Like Oxy... Like Oxy is one. I mean, I sell one at my store that's much more concentrated, but you know, bleach alternative. Okay. But, you know... I want to get that because I feel like it won't be as stinky. It is much stronger. Oh, it will and get the long, job done. Yeah. How long do you rub it, though? Do you, you see just, it dissolve? Just a minute. It just, just kind of, you kind of feel it. It just okay. sort of Lifts. becomes a paste. Okay. okay. You know, it kind of the... the do, you, do you rub it with your finger or yeah, a brush? I rub it with my finger, okay. and then I just let it sit. About a half an hour later, pour oh, the hot water one half an hour. Okay. Yeah. This is a fun. This is what you learn at laundry yeah. camp. All right, well, do you I need see- to clean your washer and dryer? Do you need to clean the inside? You do. Um, you do not as often as you think, and it's easy. You dump a gallon of vinegar and fifteen ounces of borax in it, and run it on the longest, hottest cycle. That's all you have to do. I have never done this in I my. I've never done it in my life in twenty-one years. Yeah, of you this should washer do it. And dryer. One gallon, of, although I think they've been replaced. So. Oh, okay. One Either gallon way. of water and fifteen and ounces of borax. And you do this yeah. because it's. Uh, it just it gets the gunk out. You know what, okay. whatever it is, the buildup of detergent or. What about because sometimes yes. your machine, your thing yes. might leave a mark on it. So yeah, kind of. Cl- and it'll I, take it right out. All right. Okay. All right. Next question. And are you a fan of laundry bags? Because I, I love them. Oh, that's what I was just going to ask. you? I brought one. Okay, so, I love them. I what, use them all the time. Okay, for shirts, like you, like some shirts get balls and stuff, and it's good quality material. Yep. Okay, the trick is you're washing them too long. You wash everything on the 30-minute wash cycle. Well, I just Ev- have delicate. Okay, that's okay. That's short. You just use everything on the quick cycle, because when they rub against themselves, that's when you get the little pills on them. But, but if I had it in a bag? That would help. Yeah, it would help. Yeah. It would definitely help. The trick is when you put it in the bag, the thing is you stuff it in the bag and then you kind of roll the bag down and put a safety pin through it because you don't want the item to move inside the bag. You oh. want it in there pretty tight. Okay, but wouldn't the safety pin leave a stain? You don't put it on the thing. Like you yeah. put right. the, you Dude. take like the sweater okay. and you stuff the sweater in the bag. We've got show and tell. Yeah, yeah show and tell. Mm-hmm. And then you roll the bag down. And then you just put the safety pin through the bag. Like, I don't put it through the sweater. Right. I just okay. keep it so the so that sweater doesn't So it's not move. sloshing around in the okay, bag. Okay, got it. Yeah. What about washing, like, uh, you know, gym clothes, you know, with all the lycra in it and everything? Okay, there's a trick to that. Okay. Because that's polyester, which is an awesome fabric, but it's hydrophobic. It hates water, and it's oleophilic. It loves oil. So the reason your gym clothes are stinky, even after you wash them, is because the oil from your skin is still in there. Always use oxy bleach along with your soap or your detergent and warm water, not hot, because you can't put lycra in hot water, but warm water and all that oil will come right out. 
And I'm just talking even about, okay, there's so many questions. What about yeah. your dryer? Do you have to wash out your dryer? Um, I clean my dryer, like, gosh, maybe once a year. But I just use the vinegar and water and a towel. And just flip just, it around? No, I just spray it oh, and, and then throw the towel down. in and then oh, let the let towel. Oh, let it dry. Oh, okay. Mm. What about, how do you clean out your lint thing? I stick the vacuum, you know, that little yes. crevice tool that comes mm-hmm. with your vacuum. I shove that down you do. in there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. And oh. do you have a preference? Like, what is the ideal laundry? I, I, the ideal laundry, is it the laundry room that's off of your closet, off of a, what for you? I think it should be where, I think if I could have anything I wanted, okay. I'm, oddly enough, I'm designing my dream laundry room oh, right I now. Oh, I love it. Okay. But um, we'll have to talk about it. But that's because we think all it should do be, so much laundry. We have one minute. I think okay. it should be where your clothes are. So if your clothes are on the second floor bedrooms, mm-hmm. that's where your laundry room needs to be. If you can do anything you want. Okay. Because it's a lot easier to do your clothes if they're next yeah. year. Because really, I mean, you have kitchen towels, but how many do you have? It's easier to carry those to your bedroom right. than it is to carry yeah. all your clothes to, you know, the kitchen. Okay, okay what's what about fuzzy no okay. what about fuzzy bath towels with like gym leggings? Um, if you put in the aluminum foil ball, that'll keep the lint from attracting. Okay. Cause you know you always use like three feet of aluminum. Um, tinfoil, yeah. and that you use instead of dryer sheets and everything. Right. You know that, right? I, I know. I can't. I the do idea it. of the tinfoil inside of the thing it hurts works. my ears. I'm going to show you. Okay, you're going to show right. me. I, yeah. What's your best tip for brightening whites? The best tip for brightening whites is to never use bleach. <gasps> because bleach, white is actually a dye, and natural white is sort of beige, and the white towels, are that's a blue dye that makes them that bright white. And so when you use bleach, you bleach the dye out of them. So the best tip is to never use bleach. Oh. Just use a little bit of soap and a little bit of oxy bleach if you really want something I else. I gotta buy me some oxy bleach. I know, bleach. I, I should have brought too. you some. I didn't even think. Well, we should have bought it. We and then I want to buy your, um, do we buy it at Mona Williams yeah. or online? You can buy it either way. Okay. MonaWilliams.com. Or, LaundryCamp.com yeah. to sign up for the classes. There's two a week. Go check them out. Tell them Lori and Julia sent you. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. All right, we'll be back.